Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the roundtable discussion podcast where we talk about the classics. My name is Chase, and I will be your mostly quiet producer. Today, our continued dive into our villains brackets of Shakespeare. Uh, this is the last one of these we're going to do for now. We will have a little bit of our final confrontation uh, to go coming up here soon. But uh, for right now, if you've liked these episodes, definitely let us know over at our Twitter at ShakespearePod or on our Patreon Discord. You can gain access to that Discord for just $2 a month at Patreon.com slash Media. You can also find our website with a link to the merch store at ShakespearePod.com. Com. And now, on with the show. Oh, shit. All right. So I guess, do we go back? Do we go back up top? Yep, I, we go back to the top right quadrant. We'll keep on going. We've got, I think we've got enough time to I get do. through this I, one. I agree. This, okay. All right, so. I spent a lot of time thinking about this matchup, too. Bertram versus Antiphilus. Yeah, which dude bro bastard is the worst dude bro bastard? <laughs> yeah, so so going back up to quadrant one, um, our second round. Our first team up is Bertram from All's Well That Ends Well versus Antipolis of Syracuse from Comedy of Errors. I gotta say Bertram. I said Antipolis. I went Antipolis as well. Antipolis uh, just stumbles around doing stupid shit by accident. I mean, I, you say by accident. I think it's knowingly. I think he's here. To- Can that many strange, good, lucky things happen to you in a day without you being like, wait, 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 wait. I'm here looking for my brother it anyway. Like, that shit's not coincidence that he's just purposely fucking shit up. That's and he's super mean Ryan. to all of the servants. Hello. And welcome to well, Shakespeare, he, everybody the roundtable discussion podcast where we no, talk boy, about the classics. That's not unique to him. All right, we're not doing a bracket for Shakespeare's biggest idiot. <laughs> what Today, kind of? We're doing our <laughs> We could. Bracket Absolutely. If we'll be doing they like a few this, more of these episodes, so <laughs> we will let us know how you feel about them at our Twitter at ShakespearePod. If you want to support us, you can do so at our Patreon.com slash Make a post it for it, Cassie. You can also find our website with a link to the website I'm down for the battle of the fools. On with the show. Pants rolls. Who wore it best? You know, uh, but we're talking about villains. We're talking about villains. All right, Bertram. Tell me your exact. Give us, give us, give us the pitch. Bertram is more deliberate in his actions. He is intentionally doing all this stuff to fuck with these girls. I maintain Antiphilus is just a dummy. Oh, but it's not intentional. All There's right. no body count for this. There, one. there is because no body we're count. Doing, right. Because, because we're, we're doing comedy. They're comedy villains. We're doing dude bro versus dude bro. In- intention does yes. matter, though. I will. We'll take intention yeah, on this. I'll All agree. Right, Bertram right, goes forward. Then Bertram can pass. Man, that's too Thank bad. You. I had Antiphilus going quite a ways. <laughs> Did too. All right. Next, we have Coriolanus versus overly complicated tests of love and loyalty. Now, are we looking at that universally, or are we looking at that specifically in Cymbeline? 
And do we remember enough about Cymbeline to make that argument? We are doing it universally because I don't. <laughs> I um, could not tell you what Cymbeline as is about. much as I, I a little bit, a little bit, as much as I love Coriolanus, and I do. Overly complicated tests of love and loyalty is a bigger villain. Well, and and Coriolanus deals with loyalty, so kind of. But Coriolanus. Because I don't, like, I don't think he should have been on here as a villain. Oh, well, that's not why we're going to go with overly complicated. But let's go for it. I don't think Coriolanus is a villain. And so he only made it through the first one because he easily kills Claudius and moves on. <laughs> I agree, though. I think overly complicated tests of love and loyalty because that can turn villainous very quickly. They are rarely. It's real bad. Follow through. Yeah, with good that's it right there. It, if we're talking intention, if you're making people, if you're testing people's love and loyalty, you have bad intentions. All right, so moving on. Hotspur from Henry IV, Part 1, versus Youthful Folly and Temptation. All right, hear me out for a second. Okay. In my mind, Hotspur is super hot, and he is Youthful Folly. So he is going to win because he is the... Because he's both. Because he's both. No. I literally thought she was going to say he's super hot and he wears spurs. He does! <laughs> no, I don't think he wears... I mean, probably. He probably... Yeah, but... Uh, um, no, <clears throat> Youthful Folly and Temptation. Hotspur's not even a villain. I hate everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think Hotspur's a villain, so I'm not going to push him forward. Cassie, what did you pick? Um, I did pick Youthful Folly and Temptation because I think it's a downfall to a greater number of people. Hotspur's really only a downfall to one guy. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but we all recognize that he's probably the hottest person on this list. He is the hottest person wearing spurs, certainly. Thank you. All right, and last for this quadrant in this round, we have Necromancy. From Henry VI Part Two, it's always necromancy versus Richard the Third. And here again, I've got to ask the universality question because if it's universally necromancy, of course that's more villainous. But if we're tying it to the play, the necromancy doesn't really work and is kind of just a weird subplot. Yeah, failed necromancy <laughs> does not beat Richard the Third. Yeah, so, I feel like Richard wait. the Third is way. <clears throat> Way more. So failed necromancy is not worse than failed murder or failed kingship. No, failed necromancy is just not worse than Richard the Third. Fine. Richard the Third is not a y'all busted up my shit. We meet him when he plunks a severed head down on a table. That is pretty good, isn't it? It is. It's pretty awesome. I'd like to see necromancy do that. (laughs) 
Actually, no, you wouldn't. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd have a hard time sleeping afterwards, I'll be honest. <laughs> the head would still be talking. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah, we're probably, I feel like not, straight into Dresden Files at that point. Yeah, you yeah probably actually, would failed not necromancy really would also just plunk a dead head down <laughs> on the table. Failed necromancy, in fact, necromancy might plunk Richard III down on the table. If they could find him. <laughs> that is under a car park. Maybe. Under a car park. Maybe. Everything in England's under a car park. It's true. So, all right, so that is on. that was. Yes, we're so, moving on. Yeah, that was so super when we fast. return to quadrant one, we will have Bertram versus over the complicated test of love and loyalty, and youthful folly and temptation versus Richard the Third. That'll get interesting. Moving, yeah, moving over to quadrant two. We have that red rose from Henry Six Part One versus Cardinal Wolsey from Henry Eight. I'm going Woolsey. If it's these two, we'll I'm going, see. I'm, I'm going, going Woolsey because yeah. yeah, it just makes He's sense. more conniving and intention. Yeah, Woolsey. Woolsey definitely takes down the Red Rose. So then we have Edmund from King Lear versus a lack of Robin Hood, just in general. Okay, and, and I didn't think of it as universal lack of Robin Hood when I did mine, so I just I put Edmund. I put Edmund as well. But, but I'm reconsidering. <laughs> I really, I really want it to be the lack of Robin Hood, but the lack of Robin Hood has really never started a civil war. That's right. true, and Edmund has. <laughs> so sure, but the lack of Robin Hood could have started a civil war, but it didn't. Well, lack of it Robin didn't. Hood. Well, it depends on which Robin Hood you're watching. Because, like, if you watch the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, that's why King John signs the Magna Carta, is because there is a Robin Hood. Now, the lack of a Magna Carta has been a write-in. Sort it of was a write-in from Chase. Do we, let's just drop Edmund now, and Robin now, Hood and just put we, lack of... Mar- we'll just go, <laughs> like, fucking Dark Horse candidate. No, 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 no. We can't go retroactive. Gotta keep moving forward, not the past. Now, well, this is all if we look the at the if we look at the Robin Hood TV show that had Richard Armitage in it, it doesn't matter if Robin Hood's there or not. It's unimportant. Maid Marian's the key. That's true, but if we look at Robin Hood Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner, the British his accent butt. was unimportant because it didn't exist. <laughs> his butt was probably but the his most important butt thing. was the most important thing to my to my middle aged mother. Really, we only watched that show for Alan Rickman. No, I mean, it had some really good actors in it. I really enjoyed Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio as Maid Marian. Uh, Christian Slater has provided me... That wasn't supposed to be serious, right? Christian, Christian Slater has provided me endless amounts of entertainment giggling with John while we do Christian Slater Will Scarlet impersonations. Right. As we go so, through the McDonald's drive through at 530 in the morning, laughing our asses off because they think we're stoned because we're we just probably quoting. Were. All right, let's table, the, let's table this part. All right, let's ask Cassie what she thinks. Cassie? Let's go back to my original bracket. I filled this one out three weeks ago, so I don't remember what I said. Um, I said lack of Robin Hood, but I think I did it for the laughs. Are we going with the lulls? 
I just want to see how far it can go. Let's go with the yeah, I mean, Look, as long I, as we look, keep laughing about it, it will go all the way. Look, I'm willing. I'm willing to let Edmund go by the wayside. He's not for, that great of a villain. No, but for for the fact that lack of Robin Hood causes so many problems. It does. When I think of Con Air as a movie, the fact that it didn't have a Robin Hood in it was terrible. Yes. Gotta get Brian Bedford up in there. When I think about the future of this podcast. Do you mean Brian like the Blessed? immediate future? No. Brian Bedford. He played the, he was the voice actor for oh, the, the uh, Disney one. Yes. Sorry, I was like, what? I automatically, if I hear the name Brian and an actor, I mean Brian Blessed. Blessed. No, for sure. What are people going to be more interested in hearing us discuss in the immediate future? Mm-hmm. Continuing this ridiculous discussion about Robin Hood <laughs> or Edmund from King Lear? Right. Well, clearly it's Robin Hood or the lack clearly thereof. it's Robin Hood. We cannot be so contrived as to think of that. Our art is art, Cassie. Oh, no. There are many layers of consideration. All right. So next we have Angelo from Measure for Measure versus Lady Macbeth from Macbeth. And honestly, I am way more interested in imagining what the world would look like if these two teamed up together. Do you know how much shit would have gone down? Yeah. um, It would have been cleaner. If she had had a competent partner to scheme with. But at the first sign of trouble, she stabs him in the back. Like, the instant he quails, she shivs him. Because she's harder than he is. 100% Lady Macbeth wins in a fight. He can't... What She she is the better villain, also. Because she is hard. She is 100% harder than him. She She would not take his bullshit. She's also got, like bigger fish in mind like she's gunning for the throne angelo just wants to get laid yeah yep so he's lady just, macbeth he's just trying to get some and she's like i want to get a crown like i want to argue more just because angelo is such a slimy horrible character to me oh yeah angelo's a real but piece of shit but she fucks him the up reality is lady m takes it i would enjoy Watching a, or reading a book, a story, consuming a story somehow of the villain backlot. That involves those two? Yeah. Well, just the villain backlot. Like, they're sitting around together and they go Mm -hmm. off and start, like, fucking shit up. Who wins? Who do you ship? Um, Well, if we're going to get there, then it's going to be in the next round of this quadrant. Because we all know who's walking out of the next matchup. Oh, yeah. We've got Antonio from Merchant of Venice up against Iago from Othello. Like, Iago would probably have his pants and his shoes before he killed him. Like, and Antonio would think he was doing him a favor. Iago gave Antonio a handkerchief with some strawberries on it and had him walk in front of Lady M and she stabbed him. Iago kills Shylock in like the first act. Yeah, and just and takes, just his, takes money. his money. Yeah, yeah. Iago may be one of the more racist characters. Actually, Iago gets somebody else to kill Shylock. Well, yes, he's not going to get his own hands dirty. Iago gets Aaron the Moor to kill Shylock. Shy- uh, Aaron the Moor then gets somebody else to kill. Yes, well, because Aaron the Moor is proto Iago. 
It's true. We've had that discussion. We've had that talk. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, Iago for sure. Yep. Iago for sure. Ugh. That puts Lady Macbeth versus Iago. I, like that I said, one is- if we're talking about who we ship in the villains... <laughs> Look, if you want shit done, put those two together. Oh my god, if they were in the same play, like, they would win. That shit gets done. It's going to be really hard. I have my choice because I ultimately I know who comes out on top. But that's a tough one. We're going to. That's I a like good it. One. Yeah. So when we return to this quadrant, we will have Wolsey versus the lack of Robin Hood and Lady M versus Iago. And I don't even care that Edmund's out of my bracket. I just love the fact that now lack of Robin Hood is there. <laughs> I had Edmund. Yeah. I had him there. So but, did I, but, but it lack of Robin Hood universally is is a better villain than Edmund. All right, so the patriarchy specifically carried through from Midsummer, um, but potentially universally applied. But versus, versus Claudio. Claudio from Much Ado About Nothing. So I'm pulling the patriarchy. I also ultimately went with the patriarchy here because it's. What tells us that the value of a woman is based in impurity? And And Claudio is a villain because because the patriarchy patriarchy has made him one. Yes. So toxic masculinity and all that. Yeah. Ultimately, the patriarchy takes uh, takes this one. I agree. I do. So moving on, we have Poseidon versus Prospero. Like, in an actual fight, Poseidon obviously mops the floor with Prospero. However... Yes, but we're talking villainous intent. Yes, we're talking I also, had Pro- I also have Poseidon moving on from this, but I'm I'm willing to... Uh, All right. But I, I think had, this one's I had, Prospero. I, I think Poseidon this is Prospero as well. See, that's the, the thing, is I had Caliban move on from Prospero and mm-hmm. Caliban, so I had Poseidon versus Caliban. Easy choice, Poseidon. But so listen, as as much as I for the laughs would love to have Poseidon carry on, I'm not sure I can justify carrying through to another round a character who is not actually in the play and is just an inside joke from our podcast. Yeah. No, I'm totally cool with Prospero being the move on from here. I think it's it's right. Um if Caliban had been up against Poseidon, I might have argued more for Poseidon. Um but Prospero here, totally fine with that. So, then we have the feud from Romeo and Juliet versus gendered double standards of Taming of the Shrew. Gendered double standards. If we're talking about a universal gendered double standards, yes. But if we're strictly looking at the play, I'm going with a feud. Just for sure. Feud has the body count. Body count. Actually, are we sure... Gendered but double standards have probably killed more people. Universally. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. But in The Taming of the Shrew, it's really about humiliation and less about I, anything else. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like this with this one, we have to be consistent. So it either has to be play-specific for both or universal for both. Well, and you can't Gender really double the... standards versus feuds as a concept. <laughs> you know, I'm looking to... just in... this play. Yeah, in that in that in that instance, we have to go play specific. And I can, I have gender double standards moving on, but I can understand exactly where Beth is coming from with the feud. 
Um, I also had the feud moving on. Oh, what up, eight. Chase? That's two with the feud. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I I had ju- double standards, but I think if we're going play specific, I went in the, the feud is more sense there for the gender double standards. Yeah, and that's fair. But again, gender double standards is a universal concept. Is a villain in everything. Yes, like and it in the patriarchy are really the same thing at that point. Yeah, true. Um, but I think in terms of these specific plays, I think the feud is more detrimental to the characters in Romeo and Juliet than gendered double standards are to the characters of Taming of the Shrew. Right. Because everybody ends up hippie-ish. Ish. Ish. But the feud's been killing people for That's right. That just, that just straight fucked my bracket. <laughs> I had double standards making it to the final four. Woo! It, like, it's a hard one to give up. It is. It is. All right. So then we have... But the next one should be easy because we have Proteus from Two Gentlemen of Rona versus Aaron the Moor from Titus. Look, I can't even remember who Proteus is. All right, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, who I've written in here is Aaron Titus, gets to move forward. <laughs> Titus has a first name. It's fine. It's O-S-C-A-R. It's A-A-R-O-N. <laughs> Okay, so next time when we revisit this quadrant, we'll be looking at Patriarchy versus Prospero and Feud versus Aaron. Yeah, my quadrant three is all jacked up. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, look, I don't have any good. Like, my quadrant two is awful. I don't remember anymore. Because Beth's been changing hers. Now, my actual bracket is on a separate computer at work. Mm-hmm. But if you've changed like, it, okay. if you've changed it in sheets, it'll update it on your other. It's not in sheets. At work. Oh. I can't log into Google from my work computer. It's just on an Excel file. So you had to pull it into an which, Excel file. Pull in. I couldn't copy and paste. I put it on my phone and I typed it all in. You know why? Because I was bored as shit. <laughs> that branch is kind of slow sometimes. All right, so, sometimes. All so right. Now so now let's, we're going over let's, to quadrant four. Oh yeah, yeah we're, let's, we're perfect yep. on time. We're gonna actually get through the uh, the original sweet 64. sixteen. We're gonna get down yeah. to the sweet sixteen. Beautiful. So we've got the creepy uncle from Troilus and Cressida versus rampant face blindness from Twelfth Night. I went creepy uncle. Yep, same. Where'd you go, Cassie? Face blindness. I went face blindness as well. I find the creepy uncle to be creepy but harmless. Like, yeah, he's creepy and he's trying to get people to fuck all the time, but a really good friend tries to get you laid, too. Yeah, but rampant <laughs> face blindness isn't even really a villain. I have watched it be the foil in many Korean dramas. I don't understand it, but I've watched it happen. <laughs> well, as it's I apparently not, a huge problem in Korea. As I am yeah. not a, uh, a student of Korean dramas. Maybe you should be. Um, not really. I, I don't but, suggest. But creepy, creepy uncle is not just trying to get him laid. He's trying to like get in on it and like be part of them. Why are you kink shaming? He's related. I will. I look. I don't care if people want to be voyeurs and exhibitionists. That's not a problem. That doesn't bother me. But he is her uncle, and that. Mm-hmm. I do draw a line. That's family shit. Poop. 
Also, who does rampant <laughs> foot face blindness actually hurt? Uh, in in Twelfth Night, who who is at, like at the end of the me. day? It hurts at the at at the end of the day in Twelfth Night. I'm not talking about K dramas. I'm talking about Twelfth Night. Yeah, like who is at like uh, not inconvenienced? Who is harmed? By well, rampant face blindness. Who's harmed by creepy uncle? In fact, I think Troilus and Cressida kind of just get their rocks off. No, they don't. They, they don't. No, they do. I read that scene. <laughs> Either way. I can't. It was can't. fan fiction, but I read it. <laughs> Fuck, I wrote it. <laughs> that sounds about right. There it is. Yeah, it's got to be creepy uncle. I, I honestly don't care enough about I don't either. to continue arguing. All right, creepy so uncle it is. Move on. So, creepy that's uncle. fine. He's probably not going to make it much further. No. No. Because the next one is uh, Leontes versus the, uh, as I the have written down, the presumption. The mascacity, as I have written The mascacity. That sounds like the masked Cassidy. Like, never mind. All right. <laughs> It doesn't work. And I've I've a little trouble with this one because while I recognize that Leontes' actions were horrible and harmful, he also recognizes that by the end of the play. I have the presumption of men making it past Leontes. So Yeah, I I agree right. because Leontes learns from his mistake. He learns from his presumption. <laughs> He's super happy his wife's not a statue at the end. Yeah, he shows remorse. He grows as a character. Whereas the presumption of men has remained continues to be a force for evil in the world. All right, presumption of men. I 100%. (laughs) Then we have. Tamora from Titus Andronicus versus Baptista from Taming of the Shrew. Bad mom versus bad dad. So Tamora, clearly. Yeah. It's clearly Tamora. Yeah. Uh, no, right, right there. Bad mom owns bad dad. <laughs> yeah, because her bad momness is like a, a, a murder. Bad, Murdery bad and dad is just kind of a shitty parent and like a little verbally abusive to his yeah, daughter. Yeah, he's kind of no, Bad mom's sure. like killing people. Yeah, yeah no, it's like you need to go to therapy because of bad dad. You end up baked in a pie because of bad mom. She, she starts, she starts fucking Saturninus. To get back at Titus for capturing her in the war. You've never had hate sex. <laughs> she cheats on Aaron the Moor, who is her lover and has his baby. Because she is so focused on revenge against Titus that she starts fucking the Emperor of Rome. She definitely wins bad mom. <laughs> Wow. And she is a uh, more of a villain in her story than Baptista is in his. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Baptista sucks, but look, Petruchio didn't even get to be the villain in his story. <laughs> it's true. All right, and our final pair up. Last one for the night. Last, Last one, one of the for night. the night. 
finishing out our Sweet 16. No, well, no, we're going we're going into the Sweet 16. This is the going 32. into the Sweet 16. Well, yeah, finishing up the last person slotting into yes. the mm-hmm. Sweet 16. We have the anti-Semitism of the Merchant of Venice versus the Friar of the Shakespeare theatrical universe. I He's not a the, villain. I went with the Friar. He's not a villain. I I have to go with anti-Semitism for this one. I do as well. Same. Well, it's destroyed. Are we looking at it in... Do I need to bring another Hitler reference into this? Are we looking at it in just that play? Or are I, we looking at anti-Semitism as a thing? Because, yes, anti-Semitism as a whole... Shut the fucking thing down. What are we even talking about? Like, none of these things are worse than that. None of the I things think... we have on this bracket are worse than anti-Semitism. So here's the thing. Specifically for this matchup, I think we have to look at anti-Semitism as a whole. Because we are looking at the friar as a whole. But because this is not anti-Semitism... one friar. This is all friars. Yeah, but, all but friars are one. Completely the serious friar If we're going to look not... at anti-Semitism as a, as a whole... There's no point in doing the rest of the bracket. Anti-Semitism wins. It is the worst thing that we're talking about. All right, all right. Let's look at it just that play. I'm fine with that. Because the friar, much like Titus, according to you, is uh, not... So you wouldn't concede that point. I, I didn't. <laughs> I let you win. I did concede it because I wanted to move on. The friar... That's the same as conceding. You letting me win and conceding are completely different. Literally the definition of conceding. The friar, the friar is, is a guy doing his best. A villain. <laughs> he's Thanos. He's just out there trying. He's not even Thanos. He's Half the population isn't gone. Romeo and Juliet are dead. Who gives a fuck? He's out there murdering. Not people. Ryan. You can't argue that. He might be your hero. He killed more people in his play than anti-Semitism killed in that play. Uh, he didn't kill anyone, okay? They killed themselves. Accident. Well, okay, no, they did it intentionally. He gave he he gave the tools. He no, told he them gave to her do a it. drug. If they had followed his instructions, they'd have been fine. He didn't write them down. They're thirteen he didn't and fifteen and dumb. Them. He didn't tell. I almost included Romeo's impatience as a villain for Romeo and Juliet. Because if he'd literally just cried at her grave for like five minutes, he didn't. He didn't tell them the plan. He didn't tell both of them the plan. He tried to, but Friar John fucked it up. He's the got a higher friar, body count than anti-Semitism. If we're looking specifically at the Friar, is not a villain. I'm with Beth. Look, I'm fine. I can't. I can't no, advance I'm, the fryer. I'm fine with it. I'll give it up on this. But I do right. have a serious point, though. We, we cannot can't anti- look at anti-Semitism as anti-Semitism. No, anti-Semitism right. will be placed as a way to try to get the fryer out of the villains club. <laughs> because if we do, shut the rest of it down. There's no point. No, for sure. For sure. It will it- be anti-Semitism specifically in regards to the Merchant of Venice. From here on out. And that gives us our sweet 16. We will have Creepy Uncle versus the Presumption of Men, which really, again, self versus self. <laughs> and Tamora versus anti-Semitism as pertains to Shylock. So, Next. 
that's uh, we got some seriously wild uh, bracket matchups. Let's read through For sure. what are what are all of our sweet sixteen again. All right, so those two that I just said, we've got Lady Macbeth versus Iago, oh. Cardinal Wolsey versus the Lack of Robin Hood. That's gonna be fun. Bertram versus Over the Complicated Tests of Love and Loyalty. Youthful Folly and Temptation versus Richard III. Ooh, that's going to be a slaughter. The Patriarchy versus Prospero. And Romeo and Juliet's Feud versus Aaron the Moor. All right. So yeah, we my, have my bracket some is, time. is all jacked up. We got some time before the next... So we yeah. have to redo our brackets from this point. No, you have right? to keep your bracket. I gotta keep my original one so you can see what I did, but shouldn't I go from what we've got now so I know what to talk about? When we come back to debate, we'll be going from what we have now. Yeah, so you so... can have your thoughts in order if you want to make another copy of like your secondary bracket. Yeah, because so my... you have your original one. My, my and final this one, four that's on the bottom two is screwed because I had gendered double standards going up against the friar for, uh, for a shot at the <laughs> title. Was... Who was winning in that matchup? I had out of curiosity. I actually hadn't decided. Hadn't decided yet. Beautiful. Um Yeah, so I had I had gendered double standards going against the Friar because the Friar is a villain in my opinion. Because not a villain. Because it says on that one specifically STU. Shakespeare Theatrical Universe. The Friar as a whole across the Shakespeare Theatrical Universe. Is a villain. He's a whimsical, benevolent being. He's not not benevolent. He's benevolent. He's out for his own ends. He's a murderous villain. Who has he murdered? Who hasn't he murdered? Look, if Titus isn't a villain, (laughs) the Friar isn't a villain. Titus is the name of the play. The Friar's the name of my play. Okay, well, if if that's the case, Lady Macbeth couldn't be the villain over Macbeth. You made the argument, turd. I know. I did against that one. That's why I'm still saying Titus isn't the villain. All right, friends. My head hurts. Please, we do want to hear from you. Yes. We want to hear from you about what we got right, what we got wrong. Um, Please also just flood our social media telling Ryan that he's wrong about today being Shakespeare's birthday. Because it's not. It is. It is, um, but it's no. Not. Seriously, if like get get in our ads and and yell yes. at us. Did about... you know that gut bacteria and plant fiber are essentially good for poop? I, I you know what I I did. I mean, I figured that was a, what what's in probiotic gummies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in that Makes stuff sense. that Jamie Lee Curtis is trying to get people to eat. Good, good. Neat probiotic yogurt or whatever. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. Did, that's right. She was. Hank Green that. gave me another one the other day. It's the good poop. Oh yeah, poop yeah. Yogurt. The corn you see in your poop is actually oh, the. Yeah. yeah, it's the bran of the corn. It's not the corn mm-hmm. itself. It's cellulose. It's you're not supposed to be able to digest it. Nope. It's the outside of the poop. I learned more from Hank Green on TikTok than I learned in high school. <laughs> All right, should we wrap this up, friends? This has been poop talk. You guys kept bringing it up. And I told you what was going to happen. Actions have consequences. I find that if you don't stick to the discipline schedule that you've set, you will end up with unruly children. 
You got to follow through. I respect you for that. Thank you. <laughs> but today is not Chase Chase's birthday. birthday. <laughs> Poop is brown because of dead red blood cells. Hmm. All right. Are we good? <laughs> this has been Shakespeare. You're going first. I'm Beth Roars. I'm Chase Greenlee. I'm Cassie Greenlee. I'll see you in hell. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodnight, John Boy. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Foxhole. <laughs> what? Oh, dicks. Ah, <laughs> oh, dicks. You're the worst. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.